Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 358. And I've been teasing you for a minute that I've got a bit of an exciting special one coming up. And it's here. I recorded this a few weeks back. We explain it in the podcast, but whenever we can at Christmas, myself, Polar Bear and Kate Tempest meet up and have have a drink, have Christmas drinks and catch up on the year, reflect on the year a bit. Because back in the day, we used to see each other all the time at spoken word gigs. But then our careers went on different paths. And obviously this year, everything went on a different path. So um, I did a post about the tour that we did. And a a load of people were asking about Kay coming on to talk about her her announcement this year of of changing her pronouns. We talk about all of that, and I thought, and I hit Kay up about potentially coming on. And then as soon as I sent it, I went, "Hang on, why don't we all just come back on or come on? Because because Polar has been on before as well, and just have a nice catch up, and also do some reminiscing about that tour." that we all did together. So that's what this is. Um, I've split it into two parts. Part one, you're listening to now. Part two will be out on Friday. Now, I know often with the two-parters, I do them midnight and midday on the same day, but I think you'll hear these. this feels like s- such a special conversation. I might be biased because they're two of my, my best pals, but this feels like a special conversation and I wanted to give each part time to breathe. So yeah, part one you're about to listen to, we get into all sorts of stuff. I can't remember which, what we get into in which part, but we talk about, as mentioned, the big year that Kay's had. We also talk about mental health stuff for all three of us, really. We talk about big changes that Polar's had. I know, we, yeah, actually, we end this part just before we get onto Polar's big changes and we start talking about different parts of the country and all sorts of family stuff but yeah oh also the 12 days of pitmas have now have now finished um over on patreon.com slash bit. but if you head over there all it'll cost you is a dollar and you'll get the videos of 12 of these previous podcasts the full video not some highlight thing or edited the full conversation i've uploaded the benjamin zephaniah one I've uploaded the People Just Do Nothing one, the Young Offenders one, Raul Coley, Fern Brady, Dottie, Dame Baptiste. Um, loads of really good ones, basically. Jack Rook, another a student of Polar Bear. So, yeah, go and, and check the, the, them out. They're just going to be up there the, this whole time. So if you want something to watch in that pre-Christmas period or the Christmas to New Year period, then head to patreon.com slash screwbizpip and spend a dollar. Or if you want to get some good Christmas gifts, head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com because we've got loads of new merch over there and loads of just awesome stuff for that that Scroobius Pip fan, that Distraction Pieces fan, that rap fan, or that fan of our label slogan, we may not be for you and that's fine. That applies for so many people. So yeah, head over there as well. But on with the podcast. Um, you're going to enjoy this. It's a really special one. I hope you enjoy it anyway, and I hope you shout about it on the socials. Part two will be out um, on Friday. But for now, this is part one of Christmas Drinks with Kay Tempest and Polar Bear.
go we're rolling <laughs> i was gonna ask if you have got dr- drinks at the ready so i'm, I'm glad you're prepared um i'm First delighted year, to be joined by two of my favorite people in the world k tempest and polar bear how are you doing guys hello i'm really right? happy to be here with you two yeah me too it's lovely isn't it this kind of came about because i posted a poster from the spoken word tour we did like eight years ago Man. seven or eight years ago and um, it it got me thinking that we try when we can to meet up and have a Christmas drink, the three of us. And and this will be a, b- a bit different because a good chunk of that Christmas drink is often moaning about p- people in the spoken word industry that we don't like. So th- that'll be never, reined in. I've never done that. <laughs> that'll be reined in slightly. But, but it, in reality, we only end up getting to do it every few years, you know, because of lives and, and all that kind of thing. But... I thought it'd be good to do it over Zoom this year and make a little podcast of it. So I'm glad the two of you were up for it and uh, and available. No, man, nice one for sorting it out. Like, like Kay said, it's like, it's yeah, it's good to see us, man. Yeah. So, so what's going on? Where, what, or let's start with Kay. What country are you in and, and, and how's how's your pandemic at the moment? How's your lockdown <laughs> right now? How are they handling uh, I'm in, it? I'm in London. Uh, it's like, I don't know, fucking got no idea how it is. Yeah. It's like um, I think I'm, I think we're too in it to know how it is. Do you know what I mean? It's still something that I'm getting my head around in terms of like what what it means for work and fuck knows, man. But I, to be honest, right now I'm I'm all right. Like I'm walking the dog, drinking a beer with you guys. <laughs> Everything's like it's all right. Everything's all right. <laughs> or, or, or me and Polo were kind of discussing that while you were getting a charger. It's that weird thing if you feel. I think it should be a, a, a given now that. All these conversations have the 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 preface of obviously given the horrific situations going on all around the world, but yeah. here's how I'm doing, and here's yeah. like, like because I particularly that that first lockdown and that first that first whole like five six months really I did I was doing I I not enjoyed it, but it it wasn't a bad thing. It was good to have. I guess be forced to take some time to take a breather, to take a step back. I was lucky that, you know, got a garden or whatever, or, you know, have that safe space to, to take a step off of it all. It's, yeah, it's sure. decent. How are you finding it, Polar? It's just weird, isn't it? Cause like, you know, I've, I'm, there's four of us, or yeah. five of us, including the cat. So it's like our bubble's <laughs> always kind of been kind of small. Yeah. So like you say, like it, it, when it first kicked off and we were, in a flat in London, it, 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 our lives, it just cut, it was like a weird edge to the picture, but the picture mm. itself was very much like how we were living anyway. Mm. And then, and then I think it's, things wound up and became summer holidays. So we're all in each other's pockets and we we like it. We like each other. We're like a little band. So yeah. it's mm. like, that was cool. And then when the term started again, that's when it started to get really weird. Cause it was just like, okay, we're, you're going back out into the world. So now I've got to go back out into the world. And what's the world? I don't know what the world is at the minute. And like, it's that weird thing of half my family are kind of head in the sand. The other half are proper conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one trusts anyone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, so it's, it's, it, so I ended up first for a while talking to people more and communicating more. Then I really, really retreated. And now we've, we moved and we're like, 
It's just a bubble, isn't it? It's it literally, you know, like, you know, figuratively and like, you know, people talk about the bubbles, but our bubble is just, I'm cool. If there was a, well, you know, imagine a telescope that only looked like 10 metres. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much how I'm looking at kind of everything. <laughs> like, if there's food, then I'm not really, do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. sometimes I feel bad for that and other times I feel like it's exactly how you're supposed to get through it. I don't know. I completely agree. I think it's when it gets damaging is the fact that we've got access to see what everyone in the world is doing and how they're coping and all the bad things that are going on. And it's important to be aware of shit, but our brains aren't made to handle the amount of trauma that's going on around the world at the moment. So I think at points you do need to kind of tighten that aperture. I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's it's just that thing about balance. I think sometimes, sometimes if you're really busy... It can be really hard to find a balance because you feel like you're burning the candle at both ends too much, or if you're chilling too much, or you've quote unquote, you know, writing or whatever, you you end up the balance becomes too chill, and it's just getting that thing in between the two. I think that applies to absolutely everything, and that's in other, the rest of the world and yourself. And it's like, like you say, the access is so much easier if you you know if you open up a, a door. It's like one of them sluice things, but at the same time, you don't want to be completely cut off because we're all in it together. So it's that weird yeah. thing of how much is enough and how much is too much, I guess. I don't know. Does that make sense? I, I, yeah, it does. I yeah. love that your kids have lucked out with your bubble, though, because I've, I've seen you do workshops and shit, and you're the, <laughs> the fun teacher and, and the enjoyable <laughs> one. You're the class that people are excited to go to because it doesn't feel like work. So they're, 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 they're locked in, and it's not like you're going to be, I don't know what to do, just... <laughs> sit in front of the TV or whatever. There's, of there's going to be stuff going watching. on, and there's going to be like I see it on socials every now and then that you're doing interesting shit. And yeah, I can completely see how, as you say, you, you you're like a little band. You, you you've got stuff to do. Like we're going to be doing this today. And yeah, yeah. well, it's nuts, yeah, isn't it? Be good. It's nuts. I don't know what you're because you know it's a funny one. And like they're old now, man. Our youngest was eleven the other day. Our oldest, oh, like, our oldest to be <laughs> madness, isn't it? <laughs> So Our oldest is, will be 15 this year. So it's like, at this, point, at this point, we're just like mates. It's like a sitcom. It's like four yeah. mates hanging out with a cat. So it's like, it's not even like, look, what, I don't have to entertain anyone. We just do stuff. They're into yeah. stuff. I like so I'm kind of following, exactly, I'm following them. I like that the cat isn't included into the mates. And I think that's through the cat's choice rather than your choice. Yeah, the cat couldn't give a shit. And, but then, the you know, the like, cat comes we to the mates, and You're mates well. and I'm here. Yes. <laughs> How's the dog, Kate? How's Murphy? Yeah, he's he's all right. He's he's good. Like uh, to be honest, he's really happy because he's just had me around. That's what I was thinking. We've been every minute together for all these months. But to be honest, like this whole thing is my life's completely changed in the space of this lockdown. Like everything's yeah. completely different, and um, it's I feel like that is happening everywhere. Every everyone I speak to, a lot of people that I, pretty much everybody I speak to, has found this time to be something monumental has happened. It's like you can't really express, even to yourself, how much it, the change in routine like, yeah, yeah. and, and the, the change in movement and the change, just like the, the total reshuffle of the cards, yeah. the, the way it manifests in just in what you're capable of experiencing or thinking about or facing or what's happening in your relationships or like... Yeah, for, like for, good, saying, for good and bad, do you think? Do you think it's, think it's for good and bad? Yeah, I think that there's... Everything comes to the surface. That's what I found because you're just okay. you're you're restricted in your yeah in what you can do. So suddenly, who you are isn't what you can do out there. It's what you what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. So that's some a, a lot thing. of people, yeah, a lot of people I know have, have um, obviously have been struggling for lots of different reasons. 
that's what I mean when I said at first, I don't really know how I'm doing with it because it's still happening. I'm still yeah. so much in it. That, yeah, like, for true. And when the, and I talk like pretty much every day to our managers about when are we going to be able to tour again or things like that. And like now there's news of this vaccine. People are starting to talk about it all like picking up again. And I just even had this thought the other day, like, fuck, is it really going to what? How is it going to restart? Like, yeah, I can't yeah. even you can't really schedule imagine. it, can you? You can't really like people can try and map out. But the, the, world, the world's changed. The world's yeah. changed forever. The world has changed. Like the like everything's changed. Imagine imagine you can't go to a gig without um, having had a vaccination. Like that's that's a reality yeah. that that is going to happen. And a lot of people are just going to just not be up for that. So I don't know, man. It's like the reality of the day to day and how just I live day to day is actually very beautiful because there's, the pressure is off in some ways. But when as soon as I zoom out and think about what it means, bigger picture, yeah, for the world for my immediate community, for my career, like, then it, it just fucks my head. I'm just like, this is crazy. We're living in a time that, like, I knew was coming. I didn't know it would come like this, but I knew something was, something had to give, but I just can't really believe that this was what, that this is it. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> I, 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 I think definitely you you were spot on there by pointing out that particularly in the in the industries that we've been in and a, a lot of the, our, our peers and friends will be in, they're so used to being someone else because that is yeah. your job, whether that be yeah. acting, whether that be on stage or even just mm. in writing, you know, when you're writing a novel or whatever else, you're yeah, embodying yeah. other characters. Um, so a lot of people are going to have had to go, all oh, right, or, or are going to have to meet themselves for the first time in a long time or spend an extended period with themselves for the yeah. first time in a long time, yeah. not seeing themselves through the reflection of, an audience or, or, or a fan base or reviews or whatever else, some kind of external character to actually yeah. go, right, who, who, like, who am I? And that's, but this, that's this, um, this second lockdown, I don't know about for you guys, but in London it hasn't seemed, people don't seem to be as taking it seriously. Like, there's still loads of people on the street around right. and stuff. It's not, it's not as severe as it was the first time around. It was like there was, no, it was like I've, there was nothing but birdsong. That was yeah, it. I've banged on about it a bit, but. It's been mind blowing being in, in Canada because yeah, from the outside, it's I felt it while I was in the UK, but from the outside, just the s- selfishness of our of of our, our nation and America, and again, it's because we're it's two nations that are built to be we rule the waves or we're the best in the world or we're this or we're that, and it's just mad to see because like I got out here and and there's a two week a quarantine when you arrive and all sorts of stuff like that. And people were like, oh man, that's intense. And I'm like, there's like the penalty of breaking it is up to a million dollars fine and wow. three years in prison, I think. Wow. So it's a, so a proper series on it. But then people were saying to me, so how are they enforcing it? And they kind of, they, they rung me a couple of times, but all the stuff over here, there's not really anyone enforcing it that much. People are just doing it because it's what's good for everyone else and it struck me as mind-blowing the idea that in a pandemic you're told what is needed for the good of everyone and the response is yeah but who's going to enforce it who's going to make me do that and it's such it 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 was the norm particularly i've seen it in my part of essex that people were it's like yeah but they can't make you and 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 how they're going to know if you've had more than two walks a day or whatever it was in that first and lockdown and stuff like that. It's like, man, that's that's, that's such a mad mentality to be so are you, finding are you, loopholes um, and stuff. Were you quarantining just on your own? On my a, own in an Airbnb. 
Shit got dark. Honestly, the first week, I was jet lagged as well, I think. So I think I was even more emotional and even more kind of irrational. But I was like... What did you watch? I'd never never watched The Sopranos before. So that oh, was my, I've, seen it. I've still never seen it. That was my crutch. I had the whole. I bought the whole box set with me, and I was like, "I'm mm. going to dip into other things." I dipped into like the new season of Fargo, uh, mm. Lovecraft Country, all sorts of other stuff. But Sopranos was my kind of right back to that now. Okay. Like that's my my median. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On on the day, but again, as the time w- w- went by, it got better and better, and it has been weird because yeah, there is that. I can't leave the country and no one can enter the country as yeah. such. So like we've like, as we're recording this, it's Thanksgiving. I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but it's a big thing over here. And all the posts yeah. on online of anyone in this area of the country are all like uh, are with their families or, you know, households and so on and so forth. And it's like, all right, I've got my, I've got my hello fresh meals. I've got, a plan to cook for myself today so um i'm good i'm i'm, I'm covered but but yeah it's been interesting to see the difference so but are you are you allowed out now or is it still i'm, I'm allowed out now um but again yeah. it's masks and everyone just i i'm not seeing that many people angry about masks and things like that in shops people just have them on it's it's not this kind of are they going to or are they not yeah. um yeah and yeah it all just seems more accepted there's tons of restrictions but as much as anything, it's me tr- trying to be responsible. You know, we've did got. You, did like, you like? Um, did you get into a routine? You know, like when you were in the quarantine, did you have yeah. to like keep some kind of routine going just to get I've got, through it? I've got into yoga, guys. I've got into <laughs> yoga. I am not <laughs> the yoga fantastic. guy. You would not expect me to be the <laughs> yoga guy, but literally six days a week doing my yoga. And the other thing has been my porridge. I've got massively into my porridge as well. So before I left, I predicted this. So before I left, I got my brother to show me how he makes his porridge and the specific way and the specific oats and everything. And it's all like this, it's, it's simple as anything, but it's like it, the, the, the specific one he gave me was the one that won some Scottish porridge awards of what, some your sort. brother won a scottish porridge award no 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 no, 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 no. Oats, he got the, the no he got the recipe no, his brother's a connoisseur <laughs> yeah he's a, a proper connoisseur and even stupid stuff like and i've stuck to it but he's like look the traditional scottish thing of this is you stir it clockwise because anti anti clockwise like summons the devil or summons demons or curses and shit so there's yeah. all sorts of silly watch shit out for I'm that, like, mate. i like this but it sounds mad, but stuff like that was, it gave yeah, yeah. a structure to your day. That It's like in the morning, I'm just going to be stirring this porridge essentially the whole time I'm making it. I'm not going away and doing other stuff. I'm not watching TV. I'm just in this kind of tra- tra- tranquil, almost meditative place of making my it's, porridge. I think it's fully meditative, mate. And then eating I think fully porridge. meditative. I really do. I think the kitchen is the most meditative place, man. I'm, yeah. I'm all about the kitchen at the minute. All about the kitchen. I completely agree. I've been s- 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 seeing your work on online as, w- as well, Polar, with some, what some you great cooking, little meals. All, all sorts, man. Like, it's one of them ones where I always... I'd, I've been... Last few years... I mean, since they were been born, I've always kind of cooked stuff. But the like, last few years, I've been getting more into things. But then I just... Just the process of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it just reached a point where I didn't realise that while we were eating, I was thinking about what was going to be next. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, that's, like, my, then my day started... Yeah, it just started revolving around the preparation of stuff and just 
absolutely enjoyed. Nothing too fancy, man. But just what, like, what just, did you cook tonight? I made tacos. I made my own tortillas. Deep. Love it. It was nice, man. It was nice. It was what, nice. What, what did? You, what went into them? I kind of did like a. I do like what I nick little bits and then make kind of hybrid stuff. So I did a kind of like a brown stew chicken. Oh. And then put it in the tacos, man. Okay, it was, it was nice. Man. <laughs> if you asked me yesterday, it would have been a crap one. But tonight was all right. I was, was wow. going to say, I love that it feels like f- for you, recipes and that are kind of a loose framework. And, and then yeah, you're just sure, going to work with. Yeah, with I can't what follow one. I can't follow one. If, if, it's like home economics at school, and it? I can't do that, man. I love it. Do you know I what? Do you know it. what? About porridge, yeah? I, went, when I, was, when I tour with uh, Claire Uchima, who is Japanese, and she used to recommend putting soy sauce in your porridge. A little yeah. bit of soy sauce as you cook it. Umami, man. Wow. It's banging. Yeah, really? any umami that will bring the sweetness and the sound. Yeah, make, seriously, fully. That's interesting. I've, Give I've, it a that's try. Not too tomorrow's. much. He ain't doing it. He ain't doing no, it. No, that's going like, to be <laughs> tomorrow's. I've got my soy sauce. I'm, 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 I'm good to go. I said like prior to this trip, yeah. I've not been a, a, a cook at all. Like I can do. I've, I've got stuff that that I can do, but because of work and whatever, I'll always be. I've got this. I've got, here's my frozen stuff that I can hit up. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll have my basic meals yeah, yeah, yeah. that I always go to. But because of the restrictions out here, like, I'm not meant to be going in shops and that, yeah, if, if, if avoidable. Yeah. So I got that kind of, I got on, on one of those Hello Fresh things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just send you a box at the beginning of the week. Here's your stuff. Here's your meals. Here's your ingredients. And I'm loving it because I would Wish never you. have made half the things I've made in this time if yeah, I was just yeah, yeah. going walk into a supermarket and, pick it all or just go online and just find a recipes i wouldn't be able to think yeah. of what i want do you know what i mean but you're a brownie guy as well isn't it you love your brownies yeah 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 but again that's been a tough thing here because i can't go to <laughs> gyms or anything so i've got my own little home workout but cardio isn't an option and i'm doing a tv show like i need to remain <laughs> remain the same size and, sh- and, and basic shape like, I can't be like starting the series, and the series is like a week long or something, and we've been f- and we film it over months, and, and by the end I'm huge. It's like Wicked. this this show does not no. make sense. <laughs> I like to t- t- take out my costume every couple of weeks. I like so. his arc, his arc of heaviness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's been yeah, that's been interesting. But again, I think all of these times, if if, if you can find some reflection and some kind of Come out the other end, going because that was like I was, I was interested when you were were saying about when touring is going to happen. Yeah, have, have you found there's been parts of it that you're looking at and going, I don't want to do it like that anymore, or I don't want to, I don't want to go back to to this or this approach. Is there anything that's jumped out that you're like, that's not how it has to be? Well, I mean, when it first, when we first went on the lockdown, I immediately lost. Like, I would, I would have been touring for like the. Those I came off tour, came back from a tour of Australia and New Zealand, and then the lockdown hit about two weeks later. Yeah. And then we would have had, I would have been on tour this whole time. Yeah. But it was a real gift actually to not be. And I, I was writing, I had, a, I wrote a book, and I started work on another thing, and it felt amazing. It felt like how it used to feel to write again. It was just like you know you couldn't hang out anywhere but in a park. And all I was doing was writing lyrics. It felt like being a teenager. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like yeah. just the same shit. Like, I loved it. But then the other day, or maybe a month ago now, 
I wrote, I was working on a new album, wrote this new album, and I had this idea that I wanted to record the vocal. So he made all the music, and I wanted to get the vocal take in one take in front of an audience of one person, right? Oh, wow. And I wanted to do it to somebody from the generation below me, someone from my generation, and someone from the generation above. Oh, so wow. three times in a row, talking just to one person, the whole album in one take. So we, we did this setup, and I wanted to film it. So we, we did this setup in a, just in a kind of black box theatre space that we know. Um, so I got there on the day, we set up a set, we had the cameras, these people came, this like really cool, these three really young kids, and then this guy who's like 78, a friend's dad, and then a friend of mine who's of my generation. In what order? Sorry to interrupt the cable. Start, started, started with the older guys, started with the generation above, then my yeah. generation ended with the kids. Yeah. But that was also because I didn't want the 78-year-old to be in a room last. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah, yeah, come yeah. So he came in first. But basically, the reason I bring it up is because just before that day, doing that take, I was pacing up and down the backstage of this theatre and I got that feeling again of like, I'm about to do this thing. It's, and I had all that beautiful feeling without any of the monotony of being on tour for months and months and months. It was yeah. like this one-off thing. And suddenly I was with Dan Carey, who I work with, who I tour with. We both just looked at each other and I was like, fuck, this is actually amazing. This is what this is what I live for. And, I, yeah. I, and actually, I realised that I missed it. And that was... Now I've got the feeling that I can't wait to do that again. But yeah. I feel like I had to take such a big break from it to remember how beautiful and important and precious it is and what a gift it is that I'm able to do it and able to go out and, you know, do these performances, which like absolutely change, change how you feel, change the chemistry in your body, change your approach to the lyrics, everything changes. And, yeah. and you wouldn't have taken that break otherwise. Do you know, no, I mean, that wouldn't would, have happened. It would have been you impossible. Because it's, yeah. it's, what I, it's what I found fascinating like, when I stopped doing music. And it was originally, I didn't, it was only going to be a year or so. But part yeah. of that was because I felt, right, I need to b b break this cycle to know what I want to do. Because at the yeah. moment, because when you d are in it, you are just in tour cycles. And we need to go yeah. and do this one and do that one. And thankfully, every gig I ever did, I fucking adored and I felt grateful for, and it was an amazing fun. But I was like, this isn't going to keep happening. I'm starting to get to that point where it is just, all right, another tour, another show, another night. I used to watch night. you, man. I used to, I used to watch, uh, pay attention to the pair of these, like, and it's like the amount. I remember having a conversation with you. I've talked, we've talked about this before, like you mentioning you'd done like 300 gigs or something yeah. in a year. And I remember kind of going, yeah, yeah, whatever, and going home that night and trying to compute what that was. Yeah. yeah. And because of YouTube, people just assume that anyone doing it did the same thing. Yeah. And obviously because of my circumstances, I was at home more than I was anyway. But it, it's always been like a stop-start thing for me. So I've never yeah. had – the longest I've ever done like a run of something is like maybe six, seven weeks solid. Yeah. But that's been like, you know, a couple in the day. It's not been like an all-nighter thing or whatever. So it's like that's my relationship to it has always been a little bit less intense maybe. Yeah. Probably because it's never been like, you know, with a, with a band or the full, the, to the scale of you guys, what you yeah. guys were kind of doing. But just, I always found that fascinating and confusing in, in equal measure because it's like, I got, I think I understood the adrenaline and having a sense of a taste of that kind of thing. But I also got a real sense of how, how routine becomes work, becomes something else. And you have to find some kind of different satisfaction, maybe yeah. the efficiency of it or, or the fact that you, you're saying I've enjoyed every single one, that is that is an amazing type of satisfaction. But even yeah. that, like you say, it's, it is a loop. Yeah. Because that's what time does. Completely. It just repeats. So I it's always like remember on tour just having awkward phone catch-ups with my partner at the time because I'd be like, oh, how was the gig 
uh, tonight, and you don't want to be disrespectful. Be like, it was it was another one. It was really mm. good. They're all really good. They're <laughs> yeah. all really good. Yeah. I love them all. But we're doing we're doing them every night for the next four weeks. Yeah. So it, it's, it's if something crazy happens, I'll let you know. But other than that, it, you know, it's gone well. It's 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 yeah. a blessed thing to get to do. But it becomes that work and that and that that job. It's interesting what you were saying about with music and without. I remember when I was doing my Edinburgh Fringe run, after the first couple of nights, I realised when I'd previously done spoken word, the adrenaline came from nerves. So I'd, I'd have those nerves of going on and then bang. But then I toured for years with Dan. So when I returned to it, I was like, I'm too relaxed up there. And normally yeah. I've got a beat to give me that, that kick up the arse. So I was finding it, and it was hilarious because I was sh- sharing a backstage area at one point with the guy who does Angelos, um, Epithemu, and at one point with the guy who does J- John Sh- Shuttleworth. And they're both experienced comedians, older in the game. They're coming off, and they're coming into the back room, and I'm doing push-ups. I'm, I'm, I'm running on the spot. I'm, <laughs> because I was like, I need to get my energy up from the start. Otherwise, I'm just yeah. like, here's some poetry. And it's like, it, it needs to have that peak. And I realised that I always got that from Dan Lassac or from Wolgie and Paul in my band because as soon as you step out you've got boom like a boom of sound or something so yeah yeah yeah, it was interesting to try and find that and go oh man I'm I'm too comfortable up here this is a problem this is I'm too relaxed it's mad to hear you say that you enjoyed every one of like 300 gigs because I mean it's that's inspiring but for me personally like this last the last year of touring it got intense like I had some I had like I couldn't handle it. it was I enjoyed like, every gig. Stuff, like. I didn't enjoy every tour. So, so we did yeah, over yeah. two thousand gigs in, in in my run. But we'd do at least a hundred a year, and one year we did three hundred. Um, crazy. But I said there were there were tours I hated, but the only bit I enjoyed was that hour yeah. on stage. I didn't enjoy yeah. the bit after. I didn't enjoy the bit before. But that hour on stage was like. It's, it's but have you never had one of them ones then? Have you never had have you never had one of them ones where you've been like stood on the stage and looking at and you've kind of not that you've stepped out of yourself necessarily, but like they just just you like it just felt weird. It just felt mm. odd or it felt wrong. Has I that had never it happened? With, I had it n- n- not with a gig, but I had it with a particular song. Uh, uh, we had a song called "Get Better" that that, that bl- bl- blew up off our third our, our, our second record, and it was a weird one because. By the time we were touring it, purely because of kind of arguments with the label over which was the first single and stuff like that, I didn't like it anymore. But there was a certain element of the crowd who adored it. And that was a really awkward and hard thing to do because I was like, I owe it to them to give this everything. And I I, I like it again now. I, like, I went through that. But there was this period where I was like, I don't believe in this song. I don't enjoy it. You're You're loving it, but you're wrong. <laughs> this is this is some appalling writing. I've I've not got this right. I've got the tone wrong because a lot of it was. I still feel lyrically it was it was ignorant in places. I was trying to write a positive song about about the country and about the youth, and because you've only got two and a half minutes, you can't really get get into all the ins and outs of it. And I think there's a lot of oversimplified stuff in that track lyrically that I'm like. It's not really as simple as if you're motivated or not. You know, there's a lot of financial and restrictive things, but yeah. yeah. How about you, Kate? Have you have you lost have you lost yourself like in in not in a good way? Because I've seen. Why was this? 
And why yeah. was this recent one like a struggle? Because I, I interrupted there in the middle to kind of go, no, no, I didn't love every tour. I loved every gig. <laughs> well, t- to be honest, I had some mental health stuff uh, that, that was has obviously been going on for a long time, but it really came out on the last tour. I was having these panic attacks. They right. started. They started in New York in this TV studio. Uh, and I didn't know what it was, didn't know what was happening. I thought I was just going to die. And it was just like in this like mad TV studio, everything was black with these like cameras with these red lights. Started getting really hot. I thought I was going to vomit or something. I just didn't know what was going on. And then wow. it was just, it was really intense. I had to do this song. It was on one of these American TV shows. It's like quite a high pressure thing. And, yeah. and then eventually I came out of the backstage. I came out of it. And then I was in the dressing room and there was all these Saturday Night Live writers, like, like kind of trying out jokes and stuff. Like everything was really abstract. Then the people from my label, these really sweet people would come. They'd bought all these donuts for my American label, you know, these crazy American donuts with like, mm. bacon in them and shit, like fucking bacon donuts. And I was like in a hole with my head in my hands, like having a fucking panic attack. And my hearing went all weird. And I could just hear these like comedians trying out jokes and all these American yeah. voices talking about donuts. And That sounds I, like a trip. I didn't know what was happening. And then, and then it continued to happen. And eventually it was happening every day at one point. I was having these panic attacks every day. Yeah. It was happening like not even on just, on, they happened on stage a couple of times. And obviously my band could see that I was in trouble, but nobody knew how to help me. I didn't really know what was going on. I was just like crouched down behind the drum riser yeah. and, um, just trying to gather myself, but just knowing I had like whatever 65 minutes to go and just, just yeah. trying to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was heavy. And, and then it was happening like just on the train or just on my sofa at home. And then eventually I, I got some help because I had to, because I was on tour and there was no way out kind of thing. Yeah. And then, um, then I got this, it was actually really useful. I got a diagnosis and I got some pills and I just carried on, carried on. But that it definitely, this lockdown has been amazing because I've had the space to actually do some work on what that shit is and yeah, trying, yeah, yeah. trying to get to the point where I can handle it. And if it was to happen again, to not be afraid of it and to not try and stop it and to um yeah to be able to manage it without medication is is the hopeful goal but like yeah. for sure but, like I mean, when you're on stage I think there's it's key no, there's to, no way out I think it's key to accept though that the medication is is a fucking perfectly valid route in part of this I know that yeah. because of some stuff that happened in my youth with a friend of mine I for a long time was like no medication's bad it's it's not the good thing it's it's going to do more damage it's going to do this and do that and in reality, it isn't as simple as that. For some people, like being on medication for the rest of your life is the way to go. For some, as as, as you say, it's that yeah. route. It's that first step to then let's get my head round what's going on and then, yeah. then work our way off it again. And for some, I think it, I think it depends what you what you've got. Like for sure, I, I I know what you mean. I've had experience with loved ones being on that antipsychotic yeah. meds that just they make they they do really strange things to the body and the, the skin and yeah, yeah. You, they can it can be kind of scary to watch someone going through that process. But often it's not as scary as what's happening for them when they're not yeah, using those yeah. meds. But like my meds weren't like that. They're just it's more like coping coping strategies. It, it was never meant to be a long term thing. It was yeah. it was just like right, you can't get off this treadmill, so you need to be able to continue basically without just. Yeah, just being in pieces all the time. That's no good for anybody. Like, No. That's so mad to hear because as someone who's just from the first time I met you, so so natural on stage and such a natural performer, and it feels like that's the moment that you are your most you, if you know what I mean. It's mad to hear that that you had those struggles. It's inspiring to hear as well that you've, yeah, you've, 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 you've found ways to address it and face it rather than just going... 
fuck this. <laughs> I need to hide. I need, I need to get out of here. But but do you think there's do you think there's something in the fact that like I think there's something about doing the same thing. We're talking about tours and whatever else. It's just like I don't know whether this this might be completely off, but like not it not allowing for the fact of how much you change and how quickly you can change. Mm. In a sense that like I feel like I'm changing all the time. So and, and, and like and then if you have to do a thing again and again and again and you're like right yeah i can find something new you say you know you hear catchphrases and that oh, i found something new in it or i discovered a thing in yeah. it and i believe that truly i genuinely yeah. do but it also there is a restriction in that that if like say if if your brain or your heart or your soul or something takes a leap at some point and then you are you know backtracking to fit into a thing that people recognize you for or you're having to kind of represent even to yourself that can't be that's got to build the pressure, right? That's going to find yeah, a way out. But I think I think it genuinely is new every night, like because whoever's come into the room changes the, the meaning of the words. The, yeah. the words literally, they, the whole thing about poetry is that it it transform it's transformative. It changes depending on who you're talking to or what you've gone through that day or whatever's happened. Like it's completely different. But like, what is weird is getting into a, saying a song or getting into a moment. And suddenly your brain's like, wait, have I done this one already? Because you're like, uh, yeah. you're like, you've done it so many yeah. times. And then as soon yeah. as you come out of it and you start saying, what's the next word? Or like, what, what is it I'm doing? As soon as that happens, it's so fucking discombobulating. It's like, you know, when you're riding a bike or something and you, and you just ask yourself, like, what am I, what am I meant to do with my legs? Or like, mm-hmm. even if you're walking upstairs, if you're walking up some stairs and you're like, oh, what? Many, many times. What many, leg many goes times. next? <laughs> 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 no idea how many verses I've done and stuff like that. Yeah. I've had that so many times. Like, I don't know what the next verse is, but I know that one of the verses isn't the same length as the others. So yeah. I'm screwed, it, particularly the, the, the way me and Dan did it. It's not like a band who can just open it up or there's a level yeah. of that, but there's a level of restriction yeah. as well. That it's like, all right, this goes wrong. This yeah. goes wrong. <laughs> but you've just got to like, you've got to get out of the way. You've got to shut that up. Like as soon as you, as soon as I find, as soon as I start to worry about it, I've fucked it. But if I can just take myself out of it and just let it take care of itself, then something amazing will happen. Yeah. But my, my worries or whatever, my panic or my anxiety or whatever it is, that just interferes with it. So there's a part of being on stage that's actually amazing because it takes you, it you completely shut off. Yeah. Your mind goes and it's not you, it's just coming through you. And then, that's why it's so rewarding and beautiful and powerful. And that's why it's so important. Like when I'm looking at people in the audience and it's happening because of them as much as because of me. Yeah. That is, I've never had any experiences like I've had on stage. It's like, I've never had that in my life. Do you you feel there's anything in the emotional weight of, of, of getting into that zone on, on, on a regular basis? Like there's certain pieces that you will have to take yourself to a, a place emotionally and then, you'll do all sorts of different emotions and, and, and experiences throughout that gig. And then at the end of the night, it's meant to be just, all right, cheers. I'll see you later. <laughs> see like, you later. I, was, I, was, I was talking to <laughs> Neve Algar, who's been on the podcast, amazing actor. And we're going to do another podcast about it because I've spoken to a few different actors about it. It was saying people just think like acting and I think all performing. It's like, well, that's just your job. You go and do it. And that was good. But to get into off. some of those states emotionally, and then just sw- switch off as, yeah, as, as you say, particularly in these times, but like I'm talking to a lot of actor mates who in these times, normally you've got that, well, I'll go out for a beer with my mates afterwards mm. and that will take me out of it more. Mm. Whereas now you're doing these hugely emotional scenes and then you're back to your hotel room bubble or whatever else. That's so weird. That must be so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. But have you found any of that with touring? Because again, you, you, you write really 
one of the things that makes people fall absolutely in love with you is you write passionately and you deliver it even more passionately. So you have to get so emotional night after night after night. Have you found that's been... Yeah, it's it's mental. It's very strange. Yeah. It's like, the, I think it's the the combination of the adrenaline and then, you know, all the nerves and then the adrenaline and then the kind of the raw, the lift of it and then coming off stage and, you know, before going up, there's all these things that I do. Like you're saying you do your push-ups or whatever. Yeah. But I only learned recently that there are things you should do after as well. Before you allow yourself to have a beer or whatever, you should you should kind of close it. Like, yeah. so you, I do all kinds of meditations and warm-ups and things to open it. Then you go out and do it. But you, you have to also close it to make yourself to close the ritual do you know what i mean yeah. to, to kind of end that moment in yourself even if it's just a little 10 minute meditation or just a little little breathing thing or whatever it is just before you then go and have a beer and like wind down in that way for sure it's like it's a fucking roller coaster but with acting it's different because with acting it's you it's you you're becoming yeah you're becoming this like this person these feelings this situation is happening you've got to really inhabit it and go in but i think that like with with performance it's different because it's not me it's it's just happening it's just happening to everybody yeah and then you come off stage and as as long as you do these things that give yourself some like mode of security where you haven't just left yourself completely open and raw and like that's when it can make you feel like absolutely vulnerable and raw and open and you kind of you're unprotected because you you basically take a layer of skin off you go out there take up you're just completely yeah you're vulnerable but then at the same time you get all this adrenaline and what you want to do is go out and party and just like shake it off a little bit but then (laughs) but then you're really open and everybody's energy comes straight in so if somebody's been a bit off key or if there's some person that you know whose energy is a bit weird or some kind of industry person who's a bit clingy or needy it's just it goes straight into your being and you're just it's horrible we don't want it you just don't want that around you so I don't know. It all feels kind of abstract talking about it because it's been so fucking long, man. It's been almost a year. Yeah. This this like little moment that I thought was going to be a couple of months it has been this insane year that's actually like, it's been the making of me in a lot of ways having this year. Yeah, Like I away think so. from that shit. So, so do you feel that, obviously, um, I was, was going to say you've had a big ch- change this year, but you haven't. You've, you've articulated or you've found a way to articulate y- yeah. yourself clearer. Um do you feel that's come about? And, and I'd, I'd love you to ex- explain that for anyone who doesn't know, but do, do you feel part of that has come about because of this spending time with yourself? Maybe. I think it's, um, uh, it was a time where obviously what was happening in the world, but also what's happening in myself, the time, the stage that I'm at in my life, like the things that I've been dealing with in my private life. And it, it just became apparent that I couldn't hide from it anymore. And it was mm. time to just come out. It was just time to be, to articulate and be honest and and try and deal with some shame and i think the panic attacks and the anxiety the depression it's all it all played into it i realized there was something that i had to stop hiding from and just you know just let go of the pretense and to be honest it's it's a huge weight off my shoulders i fucking wish i'd had uh the perspective that i had now 10 years ago and was able to uh, to able to use the language yeah um but you know the world, uh, the world's a different place than it was say, ten it's a years different, ago. Exactly, man. It's a massively yeah. different place, isn't it? I think it's. Yeah. yeah, you've got to be kind to yourself when you look back as well. Sometimes because it's. Yeah. There were some big, scary. Yeah, the doors were filled with some mean people, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bless them. So, <laughs> so, so, how did you find the kind of 
a reaction because you 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 did a, a amazing Instagram post announcing that you're you're now K r- rather than Kate and yeah. that your preferred pronouns are, are they and them and again for me it, I read it I, I sent you a message as soon as I read it and yeah, said yeah. like fucking so happy that you're you've found this and that you're here also said pull me up if I fuck up because it's one of them things that we don't see each other as much as we should. So it's so hard to, yeah. do you know what I mean? Change habits and, and, and yeah, get that yeah. conscious thing. But I think you gave people a massive get out because they can get halfway th- through your name and then remember and still pull up yeah. on that hard T. It's like, it's practically there. I, I know there's going to be a few times I'll be like, all right, Kate. Yeah, that's finished. I wasn't going anywhere further. So how was the reaction? No, it's it's a different part of your mouth. When you say Kate, even if you're dropping the T like we yeah, do, yeah. it's still like a, it's a hard, it, it happens in the front of your mouth. It's visually, isn't Kate, it? Yeah. yeah Kate's in the back of the throat. Yeah, yeah. So I still know, but I don't mind. <laughs> but how's that reaction been? Because one of the things I notice instantly is your fan base fucking beautiful. Because yeah. it's one of the things that, it's why I wanted to have this conversation on here. Because when I posted that tour poster, the joy with which your fans all got on and commented, they just loved calling you Kay. Do you know what I mean? It felt like they were so happy to say, oh, I love Kay. And do you know what I mean? It's like, with everyone else, I don't know, it felt like it was a real moment to be able to go, look, we want everyone to know this. We want this to be, we want to do the work to get the message out. So so, so, so Kay isn't having to go, well, just to update you, you know. How was yeah, that? It's, um, it's been amazing for the most part. I've had some really beautiful correspondence. I feel like when you when you start that journey towards yourself, you open yourself up to other people who are also on similar journeys, not necessarily with gender, but just within themselves. And um, I feel like it's it makes it easier for people to understand how to approach me or how how I function. It's like there's just a layer of this, yeah, that a veil has been lifted. So suddenly all these people that I've, I would have been desperate to have communication with, suddenly it's like that communication is much easier. Um, there's been some really, some really, um, moving feedback, especially from young, young people that have said seeing you on this journey gives me some kind of confidence or some faith in, in my own journey. And that's, I think for any of us, that's the most yeah. profound thing you can hear from anyone there. Mind blowing, right? that you can be important in somebody else's discovery, whether that's a creative discovery or an emotional discovery or whatever it is. And then just in terms of like friends and family, it's the, I mean, it's challenging, but for the most part, it, people have responded with a lot of love. And, and it's, I mean, it's, it's very obvious for anybody that has known me for a long time. And now, that, But then I feel like asking people that are really comfortable in the gender binary to think about the fact that other people aren't, that's quite a big ask for people that are very yeah. comfortably like existing within that binary. They, there is a response that from them that can be like challenged personally by yeah. somebody saying, I don't, that binary, I don't fit there. It's not, I don't exist there. Yeah. And, um, for the most part, it's been positive, but for sure, I think some people have found that challenging. Cause but I, I have, mean, all, all I three of us, that. all three of us come from backgrounds that aren't going to be the easiest to get their head around a thing like this. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, I know like yeah. whenever I've spoken about anything like this to any of, of my family, they're all completely like, yeah, that's fine. But you can see behind their eyes as well. They're a bit like, 
I don't know what you're talking about, really. I don't. I'm, yeah. I, I want to agree. I want to be supportive. I want to be caring. But part of me is also going. What do you mean? What does that? Uh, yeah. that yeah. There's boys and girls. That's that's what it is. <laughs> you know, it's, kind yeah. of, it's as that's simple it. as that's that. It. But I feel like that I can tell when it's um, when the mistake is um, kind of good-hearted and it's just a mistake that you make because something's hard to get your head around. Yeah. And I can tell when it's kind of malicious. Completely. And the two things they feel different, and I engage with them differently. And for the most part. There's been lots of clumsy mistakes with with love, and people also asking questions that are a little bit difficult, but they're because they don't know, and I'm yeah. happy with that. But when it's when it's like malicious, that's a little bit more painful. But you know, it's it hasn't been it hasn't been too much of that. And you can see and and you can tell. I I saw someone do a tweet about these about those mistakes essentially, and they and it was real yeah. simple. And <laughs> I feel bad comparing any humans or situation to dogs but I love dogs so I know that it's not a bad thing but but, but they were saying because it was saying like someone saying yeah but how can I know how, how can I understand what people want to be blah 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 it's too much to get my head around and they said well when you walk up to a dog and say oh a lovely good boy and the owner says oh it's a girl you go lovely girl that's it <laughs> you don't say well well I didn't know <laughs> Well, how could I know? Are you having a go at me? It's like, no, you just change. You can make a mistake and then you're told and then you act accordingly. It's as simple as that. It's it's not this hard kind of, well, how are we meant to know? It's like, you're not meant to know everything. You're allowed to make, as you say, genuine and honest mistakes with love. It's when it's getting malicious that they're going, well, I can't know. It's like, you can now. You've been told. It's it's as simple as that. It's not that, it's not that hard, but yeah. It's a mad right, one. So it feels it feels like um it feels like I've taken a big step towards myself and I feel like the audience sees that as well and I think they're happy for me. That seems to be the vibe that I'm getting off people. How? And then also you get you get these really cool messages of like like when I was looking for these kids to do the um to do that thing I was telling you about yeah. with the, the vocal take for the album. We put a thing out online just looking for young fans basically because I thought it would rather than doing it to like kids from my actual life that would just be freaked out by like <laughs> I didn't know you did this. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? Um, And a lot of the kids that wrote back, a lot of them had either experiences where their one of their parents was going through a similar journey, or they themselves were, and already at twelve, thirteen, fourteen, like having these discussions about where they sit on the gender spectrum. And I just like fucking hell, man. I just people people now at least at least the conversation is such that people are even able to talk openly about these constructions that can be really damaging and limiting for some. Yeah. It's like this, that was not happening 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Like or, there was or, no language for it. Oh, that's what I, I love about it. I had, when I had um, a Winston. Well, obviously Jew- it was, it was, it was happening. Sorry. Of yeah. course it was happening and there was language for it, but I, it, I didn't have access to the language. I should put it that way. Yeah, In my the, life, the, I didn't know about it. The changes hadn't be- be- become so widely known. When I had Winston Duke on the podcast, who was in, Black Panther, he's in us, he's in loads of good stuff. He was talking about how he was working hard for years to get really good at acting, not knowing that in his 30s there was going to be this huge movement in black cinema and getting more representation and all these amazing Mm. films. He was working for an end goal he didn't know, for a revolution he didn't know was coming. And it's a similar Mm. thing there that I said you probably have known for a long, long time, but you just didn't know... No, no, no! What it was, and now the times have got to this place where it's going. Here's what's happening. Changes are here, and you can because again, like you've 
always been you on stage like one of the reasons that people would always say how you stand out but it's because you're not getting up there as just a typical female poet or or whatever else it's like oh that's Kate Tempest you know that's and and it's like that's always made sense it's why as soon as I saw the announcement I was like yeah of course of course it's you've always been you so yeah it's a (laughs) but it's beautiful that you've had that kind of yeah that journey and 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 stealing yourself as to who you are and 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 who you want to be and represent not knowing that oh right this whole thing's happening <laughs> it's, it's here now now's the time to be able to go right I understand it mm. I've got my head around it and I can can yeah. I don't know help other people understand it but as well I, I feel like across the board like mate I don't know about for you guys but I just everything that's happening like it's it's time now to to make these changes so I, yeah. I personally feel like I can't expect the world to operate with more integrity until I know for myself that I'm rooting out all the parts of myself that are, that are not acting with integrity. Like, I can't expect there to be less violence in the world if, I, if I'm violent in myself. Yeah. And like, maybe it's because of the lockdown or maybe it's because of everything that's been happening globally with the anti-racist movement and just the, and what was happening with Trump and what's been happening in my own city, just like, the city felt like it was tearing itself to bits. Like there's mm. been all this divisiveness and I just feel like personally, a lot of the people that I see around me and myself included, it's like you can't constantly be looking for the world to change. If, you, if you're not going through your own journey with it, trying to root it out in yourself, trying to trying to dismantle as much of this, the way this shit is embedded in me yeah. rather than always being like, Hey, out there it's bad because it's, it's insidious. It helps the you understand. It's insidious. It helps you understand it as well, because your own defenses on what you're having to change within you will make you understand the defenses of people who are like, no, 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 England isn't a racist country, like you know, and all these other things. You go, no, look, it's okay to feel attacked because you're going to be feeling attacked as you look at yourself as well. But we need to get over that defensiveness and go right. Here's what's not right. Here's what's wrong. Yeah. Here's what don't work. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. I'm going to stop it there, but I told you this was a good part, right? I mean, you know, I could drop part two immediately, but I think a lot of you will want to go back and listen to part one again because it's that strong. And there's so much deep stuff discussed. I didn't know what we'd get into. And over the two parts, we got into so much stuff we weren't expecting. And it was beautiful to me. So, um, yeah. I'm really pleased with that. I hope you enjoyed it. As said, part two will be out on Friday. If you want more and haven't heard both of Kay's previous appearances, it will be under Kate Tempest, because that's what was the term at the time, and Polar Bear's appearance. So there's three that you could go and catch up on if this is your first exposure to both of them. But part two will be out in no time at all, so don't don't panic too much. I'll see you then. Ta-ta.